So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance UK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing Season 10, Episode 15 of 90 Day Fiance. In this episode, Manuel twerks on a boat, Clayton and Annalie have very different parties, Citra keeps asking her if she's sure... Citra's family keeps asking her if she's sure about Sam, Nikki performs for Igor's friends and family, and Sophie comes out to her mom. If you watch Love After Lockup, you should listen to our other podcast, Love After Lockup UK, where we're covering the current season of Life After Lockup. All right, thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? I am not doing too bad. It's like, you know, I'm done with my three-day weekends. I had a couple of them in a row, and now I'm like, five (laughs) days. I know. It's a long work week. My (laughs) goodness. Well, they'll start up again. Well, at least for us, we get two weekends in a row because I think they split up. It's not just President's Day. It's like Washington and then Lincoln. Oh, you get get both presidents. Oh, that's how nice for you. (laughs) Yes. How nice for me. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's just jump into the people. Let's talk. Let's talk first about Sophie and Rob. All right. So Sophie and her mom, Claire, are going to fulfill one of Claire's dreams and they go wedding dress shopping. So Sophie is not super excited about where things are right now with uh, Rob. So eh, also not super stoked to be wedding dress shopping. So um, Claire asks Sophie if she's – if she – on the way, she asks if she gave in and contacted Rob and is kind of surprised to hear that Rob didn't try to contact Sophie again. Instead of doing that, though, he just, like, subtweeted her by making, like, a dickish post on social media, like, totally being like, I'm not, I didn't say Sophie did anything wrong, but I said, you know, if you're going to do blah, 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 it was very dumb. Mm-hmm. Very dumb, very juvenile. So Sophie doesn't understand why he was even doing this because it was posted at 4 a.m. Like, what are you doing? Uh, so Sophie says that she was ready to try to make up with him, but this kind of stupid subtweet post really set things back to – Back to where they were. Very passive aggressive and not really a good look for her. God. Regardless, though, they get to the book, 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 they get to the boutique and talk to Chrissy, the stylist. Sophie says that she's looking for something fitting and, you know, not too much because it's a beach wedding. So they pick something out and Sophie takes herself to the fitting room. Now, usually at this point, we have like the other people like talk while they're not there, but it's just Claire. So they take her outside and she tells us about how this is a bittersweet moment because, you know, it's her her daughter trying on wedding dresses, but also the guy she's marrying is a big dick. So (laughs) she tries – she comes out in the first dress, which is like has a corset top thing and – She's not like – she says she's not like super opinionated on dresses because before Rob, she didn't even think she would like ever get married. So she never like had like a picture in her head of what she would look like as a bride. Um, So anyway, the dress makes her feel like a princess though. So that's nice. Then she goes in and tries on dress number two, which Claire says it's a pretty dress, but it's not really like a wedding dress. It's more like a hooker dress, like the dress a hooker would wear. And she's like – I don't – it was – which is like – also wasn't. I don't know what kind of hooker she's used to seeing, <laughs> uh, but I've never seen one dressed like that for sure. Um, <laughs> so dress number three uh, kind of was like a mermaid dress at the bottom and clear winner according to Claire immediately. I think it's funny when they do the wedding dress shoppings that you know which one they're going to pick because when they come out of the room, there's like gentle Everybody's piano crying. music plays and it's like, oh, like it's like, oh, okay. Um, 
So now that she's seen herself in a dress, it's really hitting home to Sophie that she's going to get to be the bride. And it's getting real and she's getting more excited and thus less angry at Rob. So back at the hotel room, Sophie is brushing her fluffy poodle hair, as she calls it, and getting ready to go back to Rob's. But before she goes, she gives Rob a call because he has to pick her up. So they have like a weirdly terse conversation for what was kind of a makeup conversation. He's just like, what's up? Okay. All right. What's the address? Like that's literally all he says. So Claire, not really satisfied with this. Um, and said that he sounded like aggressive, moody, and depressed all at the same time. <laughs> so at this point, Sophie wants to explain to Claire maybe some of the reasons she doesn't know about about why Rob has been so moody. And uh, at this and at this point, Sophie gets super visibly ang- anxious, um, not because Rob is going to pick her up, which is what Claire initially thought, but because she's about to come out as bi to Claire, which according to Sophie is constitutes somewhere between 8 to 11% of their fights. So she's like, you know, like 90% of why we fight or 89 or I don't know, 91. And <laughs> it takes a long time for her to get it out because she's nervous. And she finally does. And Claire's response is, who cares? Um, and she's really only – she's she says who cares, but she's kind of disappointed that Sophie has known this for like about a year. And she, as Sophie says, accepted it a year ago. Um and is just now telling her. She's like, I should have known a year ago. What is this? So Claire says she would have told Sophie had she known that she should definitely have a relationship with a girl before they get married. And they, they argue a bit about how confused she is. Like She's like, I just think you're confused. You shouldn't be marrying Rob. So Claire also expresses concerns similar to Rob, which is concerning to me. Because it's like, well, yeah, but it's just a matter of time before you're cheating on him. Because you're going to have to see what it's like to be with a woman. Um, so then... At that point, Rob calls to say that he's there and Sophie leaves, promising to text later uh, like to see if she's okay. So I guess th- the question I had that I couldn't kind of take apart, does Rob think he won the fight, do you think? Because Sophie gave in and said, come pick me up. Or do you think she's ca- – or does, do you think he think it's just going to be more fighting? Like she's calling me so we can fight more. Uh, I think he is trying to go along with whatever, right? Like, he's kind of being weird and neutral because he doesn't want to make it seem like he lost by being, like, too nice, uh-huh. right? So he's going to kind of read the energy. Uh, I'm, he doesn't want to seem like he's simping for her or something, right? Right, right. So he's going to try to read the energy, I believe. And then as soon as he's like, okay, she's open to it. Okay, and then he'll kind of be like, well, I thought you were going to apologize. Like, I I could just, that's just his demeanor and attitude. Like, yeah, I'll be open to it, but, you know, I'm still, I'm still waiting for an apology. Yeah, I guess you're right. He's not, I think he internally is, but that's what I say. That internally it's like, I won. She has to apologize to me for me first because she came and talking to me. So now I can pretend like I was the one who was wronged and be like, well, you know, I just thought you'd apologize by now. Right. Like, and then, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm the one who needs to be apologized to, clearly, or you else you wouldn't have talked, you wouldn't have texted me. Yeah. I kind of wish they had shown, because they usually do show like screenshots of what it is that they're talking about on social media. I kind of wanted to see exactly like what he had posted, because from what she described, it sounded so immature. And you're just oh, like, are you ridiculously mature? Serious yes. right now? You're 32 and you're playing this relationship like this like you guys are getting married like what is this you are 
such a bonehead, like immature kid. Like, what are you doing? Because it was something like it was. I didn't write. I didn't go back and write the whole thing down. But it was something like, man, it just sucks knowing that she's with her mom talking trash about you. Didn't tag her in it. Nothing. Just like, just like completely like, like. Dude, your friends all know who you're talking about. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just stupid, and he's oh, he is a knob. Yeah, it's it's and it's that awful like, and you get it's like juvenile like sixteen year old behavior on social media. Yeah. And say something just vague enough that what you really want is your friends to be like, oh man, you need me to call you, bro. Like we can talk it out. Like you know, just everybody feel sorry for you because you're like, the girlfriend didn't treat me right, man. Like, Ugh. So dumb. Right, so, right. So, such teenager nonsense. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Igor and Nikki. So, Igor and Nikki, they're both getting ready for the engagement party, and Igor is making some bizarre, weird jokes that just, I'm pretty sure they're just not translating. So, they don't make any sense. Like, she looks like when her mom birthed her. Yeah. And then. Igor asks her how long she's going to take to get ready. And Nikki knows that she will take much longer than him. So she encourages him to leave without her and catch up with his friends at the engagement party. And she'll show up fashionably late and make an entrance. Nikki tells us that they still need to work on their sex life. But when they do have sex, she can tell that it means so much to him. Igor says that even though they fight, they burn for one another. And it's starting to, like, become more evident, I think, like, as the season goes on. Like, his English is just so bizarre. Like, it just does not translate right. And he speaks in a lot of, like, weird – either they're literal translations from, you know, uh, sayings in his own language or he's trying to – like I don't I don't know what he's right, doing, but right. his English doesn't make sense. No, no, it's yeah, like yeah, it's like I wrote one down. It was like it's like two hearts you burn for each other, like yeah. two souls that understand each other. It's like what does that even mean? Yeah, you, it's like, like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, so Igor tells Igor tells Nikki he's a lucky man as Nikki calls him a Russian leprechaun because he does this weird little jump in the air and click his heels, and he leaves. Igor is at his engagement party and he's feeling pretty happy. He makes a joke about how when he left, she had finished one side of her face in makeup and is hoping the other side is done about now. Nikki's friend Chanel then video calls her when she's still at home to confront her about the threesome because Nikki's mom told her about it. And Nikki says that uh, something is there and there's love, so she's going to risk it and she's going to continue on with Igor. Nikki says that girls like her don't find straight men who accept them, and if they do, they're usually trying to hide them. So Nikki says that, you know, this is something special and she has to go with her heart. Chanel says that she is still supportive, even though she questions Igor's motives. Igor's friends know... uh want to know if she knows about the traditions of stealing the shoes and kidnapping the bride. And Igor then kind of has this realization that Nikki doesn't know about those traditions. (laughs) Nikki says uh, time stood still when she locked eyes with Igor when she made her entrance. Igor's parents are happy for them because they look so happy with each other. Igor's friend Sergei then tells Nikki she owes them a live performance. It takes a moment for Nikki to cue up her music. She sings to Igor, and Igor can tell that Nikki is a little shy. Nikki jokes that Igor can be her backup dancer, but he says that he can clap and make some robot moves, but that's about all. 
Nikki says that she had had been drinking. She admits that she was a little pitchy. So it was kind of like she compares it to drunk karaoke. Everyone is super supportive and tells her what a great job she did. And then Igor's mom gives them uh, their blessings for the wedding. Nikki is hopeful that they can work things out after this party. Okay, so what did you think of Nikki's performance? I mean, it was bad. Like, drunk karaoke is probably about right. Like, that's that's where it is. Which, which I mean... I don't. I don't know where the where the level is. Like, I don't know how much better you can get. <laughs> well, I was confused because it's like this is supposed to be your your profession. job, especially that's especially when you're like that's your profession. Yeah, right. That that's that's the part of it. Is like, well, what's the ceiling on that? If we're assuming this is the floor, <laughs> like how right. what, what's the ceiling on how much better you can get than this? Because especially she was like, I was a little drunk and like just not prepared, and it seems like that. Maybe like, I don't know, 20, 30% better, which is still not good. Like, Well, yeah, I was concerned because it's like, if anything, you have to have some confidence. It seemed like this is the first time she ever performed. It's like, but how long has she been doing this singing, dancing situation? A long time. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that like, I mean, I, I do get it because there are, it is hard, even if you're a professional performer, to be put mm-hmm. on the spot and just like play something. Oh, sure. Right? It's just like – it's similar to me like when, um, you know, you meet somebody who's fluent in another language. You're just like, say something in that language and you're like, uh, like I don't know what to say. Like, uh, okay, here. And it's just weird um, to everybody when you put them on the spot like that. Um, right. So, I mean, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt that it's better when she does it in person. But it definitely made me question – whether or not it's I know it's like what okay so what else do you do like I kind of feel like you need to have a backup profession yeah well I also think that a lot of her stuff is probably in I, I imagine when she performs she puts on a big visual show as well right like there's a lot of like and that's what I'm saying too is like um I kind of get you know the whole like pitch thing if she's not practiced she's not warmed up she's just kind of jumping into it mm-hmm. um you know alcohol can affect your voice too I get all that but it's like she didn't really even come out there with like confidence to me Yeah but I do think it's very different like I I do think it's it's different for performers when they're on stage and they come out from on stage and they're they've They've embodied their persona and they're they're on a stage and they're separate from everybody versus like when you're in a party with a bunch of people you know and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, do that performance that you usually do. I'm like, eh. like I understand being shy in that situation about things even when you're not shy about performing to a bunch of strangers on stage. Yeah, yeah. It, it's different enough that it's like that. But it's just like – I mean I don't know. It, it's cer- – what I question about this, about her, is the point where she keeps saying, and she said it this time, she did it last time, is basically, I can't do better than this. Right? Yes. That is very concerning. It makes me sad, too. Like, it seems like her standard is hot men who's willing to, uh, you know, uh, show me off, or not even because sh- I don't think he goes out of his way, right? But not hide me from right. other people. That's right. like literally her minimum base minimum standard and it just it may there yeah there's like a sadness to that like you should expect more for yourself you should and uh, my question was always like well how large is how low do you have to put your bar before Mm -hmm. you're just like you know what's worse than that uh you know what's not worse than that just being single right yeah exactly like how, how what 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 crap are you willing to put up with before you're like well my choice is this 
even if you're like, I can't do better than this. This is the level I can do. Single is still better. I'll choose that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And I think what made it extra sad was when she said like, women like me, you know, can't expect more than this. Yeah. It's like, no, I think they could. I think the, yeah, I think they can. I'm curious as what to, what she specifically means by women like her. Does she just mean trans women mm-hmm. or does she mean the specific kind of vibe and personality that she puts out that goes along with being trans? Because I've known plenty of trans women and they're not like her, right? They're very different right. personality wise sure. like from her. And you're going to attract and get a different type of person by being that. Right. So I, I kind of want to give her the benefit of the doubt and hope that she doesn't think and hope nobody should think they speak for all trans women mm-hmm. and that this is the best any trans woman can do. Like, that's not acceptable. Like, that's yeah. not okay. All right. Yeah. So let's go on to, let's say, let's say Sam and Citra. So with only four days left to get married, Citra is in pretty desperate, desperate need of an American wedding dress. I got both wedding dress shoppings today. I know, which <laughs> is I know you hate that the most. It's like just so repetitive and dumb. Oh, man. So <laughs> it's weird to her because in Indonesia, like you go shopping for your wedding clothes together with your future husband. And, you know, here in America, obviously, it's supposed to be like a secret and hidden. So the shop lady asks what she wants, you know, what kind of dress are you looking for? And she's just like – a uh, white one? <laughs> like, so, like, does not have any idea about any kind of style or anything. So she's looking for – what she does end up saying is she's looking for one from, like, the, her favorite American wedding movie that had a wedding in it. She wants to dress like that one. And, of course, that's Twilight. So <laughs> she comes out in the first dress and literally nobody knows how to react because, like, this is not a thing in their culture. It's her and her two sisters and they're like – Okay, you're in a dresser. They're like, ooh, I, I mean, I, oh, like they don't, they just do not know how they're supposed to be acting in this situation. Um, so anyway, um, the second dress comes out and again, we know it's the winner because the, of the music that they play as she comes out. Um, and it's pretty, but she said, she says it's pretty, but it's not a big poofy American dress like she thought it was going to have to be. So the sisters ask if she's really sure she wants to marry Sam right now. Like, what if he goes to jail? And she tells them that she'll, if he goes to jail, then she'll wait for him. And she says to us that she wishes everyone would stop asking her this because it's starting <laughs> to be annoying and hurtful. So then uh, Sam also needs something for the wedding and we switch to him. So by with him, he's going to a pawn shop to get a ring. So he said when he proposed in Indonesia, he was broke. So he did it with a flower, um, but promised her a ring later. So now having waited until the last minute, he has to get her a ring. <laughs> um, so he needs – the female – a female perspective, so even if it's bad style, so he brings his mom along. So outside, Dee Dee expresses some of her reservations about Citra's religion. Like she really tries to not sound Islamophobic but still sounds like super Islamophobic. So inside, they pick out a ring that they you know, get for like $298, $278. And after he picks out the ring – uh, Didi tells uh, Sam that he shouldn't have to convert to get married and uh, because she doesn't believe that he should have to convert to get married. And she doesn't really like what their religion is and doesn't want to be – have it shoved down her throat that she doesn't want to go to his conversion. So Sam is upset and he doesn't want her to miss it. He's like, it's an important milestone of my life. My mom should be there and she should just suck it up and get over it. 
um, her personal hangups. So he, he lays on the guilt pretty trick, pretty, pretty thick about her not being selfish there. So now that Citra's family has been there for a few days, they end up going to the farmhouse where the wedding will be. It sounds like they're going to have two weddings, one in the mosque and then another like traditional American one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Herman says that in Indonesia, they kind of go around the house that this would be like a rich person's house. And they show him – as they're showing him the bedroom and they're asking about like if this is that kind of house you would want to live with. The funniest part of this to me is they're talking about this and he's converting to Islam and doing all – you know, impressing this Islamic family. There is a gigantic picture of Jesus next to Herman's head like on the wall. (laughs) I was like, oh, jeez. But anyway, Herman asks if this is the kind of house he'd like to have. You know, he'd like to be able to provide the citra one day. And, um, you know, and and Sam says, well, yeah, if we had, you know, a bunch of kids and it's a big old farmhouse. But citra has like – Again, all of Citra's experience with any kind of American culture is horror movies. And she's just like, (laughs) I've seen what happens in this house in the movies. There are people hiding in the basement. People come out of the woods to kill you. I don't want to live here. So anyway, the next morning, Herman is making coffee and sits down to have a talk with Citra. So he asks if Sam really uses narcotics or if it really was just a medicine thing. And she admits that Sam had taken painkillers that were – not prescribed to him, but prescribed to somebody else. And he started that in high school, but stopped, quote, a long time ago. So Herman is pretty doubtful about the story. So he's worried and he's afraid that, you know, Sam is going to end up abandoning her to drugs and it's going to be a difficult future for her. So he tells her that she should consider reconsider the wedding plans uh, based on what's happened. Maybe even not get married until she knows the results of the court case because she might decide she might not want to wait for him. So Citra says, again, that she's angry that Sam put her in this situation, but she's not going to break up with him. It's not an option. She loves him and he needs her to look out for him. So she says to, to on the camera to us that she will defy her dad if it comes to that. Mm-hmm. And then Herman asks directly, well, what if I told you not to marry him? Would you listen? And Citra's like, no, I would not listen. I would still get married to him. So So weird. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean. I'm confused because they've been playing this like, uh, you know, at least Sam has. Like, if we don't get Herman's blessing, big deal. We're not going to be able to get married. And Citra's even saying like, oh, yeah, even if dad says no, like, I guess we're still going to get married. So, it's like, okay, why does Sam freaking out then? Like, to me, it's like, what is the point of playing up the storyline of dad's approval so important when it really doesn't matter? Yeah, I, I wonder how much Sam actually knows it doesn't matter. Just, just the same way I wonder if Citra – how much Citra really understands about Sam's drug pa- drug history mm. um, because she made it just sound like he took a couple Percocets a few times that somebody was – and that's not what happened. That he had a serious drug problem. Um, yeah. Most likely with things that Herman would consider like highly illegal and highly unacceptable for anybody. Um, right. And I, I feel like they're kind of they're they're downplaying that. I think, and, and so I wouldn't be surprised if Citra was telling Sam, "No, my dad's approval is super important, and you must have it." Whereas at the end of the day, being like, "Well, that it, I, I'm going to get married, whatever," it just would make my life a lot easier if everybody approved. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. It kind of almost makes me like not really care so much about their storyline um, because it's like, oh, it's. I think like all the storylines that are kind of inconsequential, like, oh, you have a fight, doesn't affect your relationship. Eh. Yeah, you know? the sta- you're right. The stakes got significantly lower, right? right? It was like, 
the whole point of this whole season was set up to be like, well, will Herman approve or will he not? Will the dad approve or is he going to take her back to Indonesia? And then at the end, but before we even get to the end, she's like, yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah. None of that mattered. I was going to get married to him anyway. Well, I mean, what do you do, though? You because Sam can't really support her or can he when he's in prison? Like, I don't. Yeah. He. How can he? He's like, he right. doesn't have any money. He's she, no and way she can't of work. Money. So and like, what work. is she going to do? She can't go home and wait for him. Like, you know, a home meaning Indonesia. So it's like, I, I honestly, that's such a bizarre situation. Like, what do you do? But And the thing is, to me, that's a much more interesting storyline. And a right. much more like thing is like actually working out the nuts and bolts of where can you live? Who can right. give you money? How is that going to work? What do I have to promise that person in order for that to happen? That's much more interesting than just be like, yeah. holy hole, will dad prove or not? Like I'm much more interested in the logistics of how are you going to make this work? I absolutely agree with that. It's like, let's work out the details of happily ever after. What does that look like? You know, yeah. but I think it's like so far out that that's part of the reason why they're not really because they don't really know what the consequences are at this moment. Sure. Sure. And I and. It is both of our kind of analytical brains that maybe yeah. aren't the typical like subject where it's like, I want to see the spreadsheets of how their budget works. I'm fascinated right. by how they make that work. And that is not what people want to see on TV. Nah, <laughs> no. I would. I'd welcome I, it. I would definitely right. welcome it. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Clayton and Annalise. So Clayton is trying to give Annalise some rules for her bachelorette, including what he says, no men or strippers. He says that he's the boss, so he makes the rules. Clayton says that everyone is stressed about the wedding, including his guinea pigs. Clayton thinks that they are doing better because they are making noises. Oh like, oh and he God. does another impression of the happy noises his guinea pigs make. And so now he has his flamingo shirt on, which means he's ready to party. Annalie is dressed in a white party dress, and she hopes she's not overdressed for Brandy's proposed movie night and hopes that there will be fun. Cameron arrives from San Diego to be at the bachelor party and the wedding. Annalie just tells them to behave as she says goodbye. Annalie is pretty confident that Cameron and Clayton are just going to hang out and whatever they have going on is way more tame than what Brandy has planned for her, even if it's a movie night. <laughs> Clayton and Cameron are just hanging out in the indoor pool and then they play some video games. Annalie thinks it's a bit weird that she's going to a bachelorette party with people that she doesn't really know. She walks out to a backyard decked out in penis decorations. Annalie thanks Brandy for not having a real movie night, as she originally told her. <laughs> they get onto a party bus that has some more penis decorations, and a police officer gets on the party bus. And Annalie asks, immigration? <laughs> but, you know, it's a stripper. The stripper has a sock on and is flopping it around, and Brandy's she's pretty proud of herself. Annalie didn't think a stripper would ever actually happen. She claims she thought that she was just joking when she asked Brandy. Mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. uh, Annalie gets a selfie with her and the stripper. Meanwhile, it's funny how production tries to troll oh, them yeah. by Huge comparing, trolling. contrasting. Huge trolling on this one, for these sure. two parties, yeah. <laughs> so Clayton and Cameron are hanging out playing video games on their respective devices, barely talking to one another. Meanwhile, Brandy is... Comparing the stripper's part to fish, just flipping and flopping. Uh, Brandy knows Annalie is having fun because she says that Annalie is taking selfies when she thinks that no one else is noticing. They get back to the house and have Annalie shotgun a beer. Annalie says she's not close with Brandy now, but hopes that they will in the future become like sisters. 
Brandy is interested in getting Annalie drunk because she thinks drunk words are sober thoughts. Brandy asks her how living with her mom is going, and Annalie says, pretty diplomatically, that their mom needs her own space after they're married. Brandy thinks that they will always live together, and it's almost a little disturbing about how Clayton, like, and his mom have always been super tight. Clayton called Brandy to tell her that he wants to have a life with Annalie, and he doesn't want to live with his mom, but he just doesn't know how to kind of, like, break it to her and kind of make sure that happens. Annalie says that she can see a divorce happen if he doesn't cut the cord, and Brandy is concerned because they're not even married and they're or she's already talking about divorce. Mm. All right, so this is like interesting news because from everything that we've seen, Clayton kind of makes it sound like this is a temporary situation, but we get from Brandy's perspective that he has always lived with mom and she does not see them not living together. Uh, which I thought was a little weird because she said those two things back to back. She's like, yeah. I can, he, they're never going to, they're never going to move apart. They're always up each other's butts. Like they're just, that's, that's what they are. Like they're yeah. always super, you know, super tight like that. But also he called me the other day and said he wants to kick mom out. Like, yeah. and so which one of those two things is it? Like, do you think he's just say, why would he call you and say that if you think he, you think he's not going to do that he doesn't actually want to do that he's just saying it because he feels like he's opposed to like what's going on well i would kind of think that maybe he was trying to offload mom onto brandy right and then that's just not Mm -hmm. realistically an option and so i think clayton probably is going to feel guilty that that's not an option being able to move in with another family member and so he's going to out of guilt continue living with mom, even though that's not what he wants. So I could kind of see that being because why else would he really confide in Brandy about like not wanting to live with mom? So that was that was his Midwestern nice asking, can mom live with you? Right. (laughs) And she was like, just played uh, the dumb of like, oh, yeah, that sucks. Huh? Well, I guess mom's going to live with you forever. (laughs) (laughs) She has nowhere else to go. I'm kind of confused why mom, like, I, I'm confused how anyone would want to continue their life living in a closet. Like, forget that it's, like, with your son, not with your son or whatever. Like, y- you want to live in, like, this a is closet? Good enough. This is good enough for you? Like, that's right. it. Like, that's really, like, we're almost back to, to Nikki territory. It's like, do you think right. you can't do better than this? Like, yeah. is this, this is what you were striving for? And I just think. They they seem to have some sort of like almost symbiotic relationship where like they feed off each other, right? He needs her around. She needs him around. And like what's more important than getting out of a closet is by – is having somebody there that – and she needs to be taken care of. I think that's our, part of the other problem too. Well, does she like – how does she need to be uh, taken care of? I I, 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 I – I, we keep getting it. Nobody said it like out loud but I think she has some serious mental issues. And I don't know that she's capable of living on her own. Well, Um, yeah, that was the other thing is because they kept on talking about like her saving. So that way she and it's been like three years, you know, but it's like saving. So that would imply that she has some kind of income. And it's like, does she go to work? Does she do something where she is able to be independent? Because I don't know if they've really talked about anything like that. No, they haven't. And we're, and if we're talking about, uh, you know, unloading her and getting her out, is it going to be a place that she can actually go to? Is she going to have to right. be put in some sort of facility where there's going to have to be caretakers and stuff? Like, because we've seen her hoarding. We've saw that, like, yeah, you know, the storage unit, right? Um, 
at the beginning of a season that's just like, you know, full of bottom to top, just full, right? And so I don't know. It just it just seems like there's there's deeper issues there that we don't know about regarding the logistics of this. And yeah. but you'd think of all the passive aggressive complaining that she does about like you know you just I can see what's going to happen already. You guys are going to kick me to the curb and forget about me. And yeah, you know, your poor mom's going to be leaving on the road. Like, yeah. but she also doesn't guilt trip about like I'm living in a closet. Can we get a two bedroom place? Right, right. It's it's odd to me that whole situation is so odd to me that she is a hoarder but then her actual living space is so tiny right there's nothing to you cannot hoard in there so instead you're going to use a storage unit to hoard all your crap like that's just bizarre it is kind of bizarre because it also seems like out of sight out of mind like what if we just like put that on storage wars and you know like your stuff is gone like (laughs) one day oh no did you even notice yeah you wouldn't that's that's part of the thing with the hoarders is like they have to do it while they're not around and they literally Mm -hmm. don't know they don't know what they have right Right. and so they they go through and take all the stuff out and 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 yeah just get rid of it but i don't know is it weirder than i mean i did i did laugh super hard at the editing contrast between Peyton's weird and part of the thing that was weird about it is that they insisted on calling it a bachelor party yeah he was just hanging hanging out out between two people yeah Yeah. like and they're like this is the weirdest bachelor party ever been to it's like that's only because you're calling it a bachelor party he's just hanging out with his friend while his while his girlfriend is doing her bachelorette party stop calling it the bachelor party Right. Yeah, it also concerns me, though. And I mean, she said this, too, and I don't know why it doesn't, like, bother her more that she's more than just mentioned it once, you know? But Mm. it's like, he doesn't seem to have any friends. Like, that would be super concerning. Like, you are bringing in your wife who isn't from this area, and the two of you are literally just going to have each other, like... I don't know, especially since she expresses that she's pretty social. I and I am pretty social too. Like I would not be happy with that, right? Because they're not even. It's not even a situation which happens quite often these days, where like my friends are now our friends, and we can do stuff like right, right, right. And you can fit in, but that we can you you blend in with the group, and it's fine, and we can go out and do stuff. It's literally like, no, my friends are in another country. And I was kind of relying on you to provide yeah. the, the friends or at least at least the beginning of it. At least right. go out and I can hit it off with somebody who invites me to hang out with these other friends. And then I make it – you get a network going, right? Yeah. But yeah, if it's just Cam. And then what you do with Cam, it's hard to get that network going if all you want to do is play the same video game that you usually play – just at a apart, distance, but right next to each other. Right next to each yeah. other. Right, right. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. I, I mean, I don't begrudge the guy for doing what he wants to do when it's his night to have fun. He's like, "This is right. what I want to do." Like, is it is it something most people understand? No, but who gives a shit? Like, it's what he wanted to do, right? Yeah. And so, but yeah, I, 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 it, to to be like, yeah, to it, it just it seems like that was what the real contrast was. Or right, right. This is what he wants to do. He wants to sit in silence. And talk about buying magic capes on the video game store. (laughs) And she wants to have giant pink dicks swinging in her face. (laughs) Right. Yeah. All right. So last up, we have uh, Ashley and Manuel. Speaking of more bachelor parties and strippers. So it's almost time for them to go to Florida because apparently that's where they're getting married. So 
Uh, but I know they had talked about that earlier, but apparently it's final and it's happening now. So Ashley's getting all getting everything all packed up. But Manuel isn't in the headspace to help because his soccer team is losing. And we just like he oh, just God. is in the background just with his hand on his head. Just like so specifically, they're going to go to West Palm Beach. And when they get to the airport with, as Ashley says, 10 minutes to spare. Things are all smiles and there's no fighting just yet because uh, they're just trying to get to this beach with her crazy friends. So the first stop after the airport is the public so they can get some cake. Uh, Ashley tells us that all the people that are important to her are coming except for her friend Alicia's partner, Solly. So they show us a flashback of something we didn't see of Solly saying that he doesn't want to come to the wedding because of what he says questionable actions on Manuel's part. And essentially that might throw off the vibe of the whole wedding. So uh, then we get a self-film scene in the Publix and everyone is – and then we – and everyone else is setting up for the bachelorette party, bachelor party, party time. I don't know what it is. So this one has way fewer penises than Annalise. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the – and um, the vibe with the bridesmaids seems to be that this wedding still is probably a bad idea. But we're not going to let that stop us from having a good time and going all out for our friend. So Ashley comes to the house and there's a big surprise and Manuel is also surprised – even though they only have a crown and sash for Ashley. And they're like, yeah, you're getting married too, but you don't get the things. But he does appreciate all the love that Ashley's getting. So later on, Ashley's mom video calls her. They're still in the Airbnb. And uh, her mom can't be down there yet because uh, Ashley short-sightedly made the weekend, made the wedding the same week as the first day of school and her mom's a teacher. So you definitely don't get off that day, for your, for, uh, especially if it's not the day of the wedding. So she starts off by asking like how many babies there are going to be and uh, seemingly already buzzed Manuel is like, well, we're working on it. We've been trying. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> God. So then it's time for the party boat for the bachelor's last bachelorette party. And it's clearly the most fun we've seen Manuel have this whole trip. Yeah. That yeah. man loves water. Like get him near water and he just just happy. He loves water. Um, so – He's he's like even twerking in front of Ashley. It's a whole thing. So his friend Jonathan and him send a selfie to those people to the people that they left behind in Ecuador, and that's when he's drunk enough to get drunk sad about the people he left behind in Ecuador. Um, so he kind of goes off into the corner and sits and uh, you know and is sad about the people who aren't there. And Ashley comes to ask him how he's feeling, and he starts to cry and say he doesn't want to talk about it. He's just sad his kids aren't there. He wants to, he wants to share this moment with the people that love him. And Ashley understands and tries to comfort him. And of course, tell us they still have things to figure out. And ninety days just isn't enough time. Oh goodness! So the next part of the surprise day was to bring them both to a strip club. It was actually only supposed to be Ashley that came to the strip club because Manuel's friend was supposed to take him somewhere else, but. He passed out, so Manuel's tagging along now. Manuel's pretty excited about the strip club. So um, he says he doesn't know anything about North American wedding traditions. He thought it would be like men go, men do one thing and women do another thing. Um, but whatever. He's going to roll with it. Um, at least now he can't be mad that she, she can't be mad. Like, I can't believe you went to a strip club. He's like, you're we at the strip club with me. And <laughs> she can also see that he's not touching the strippers. Um, so Ashley takes – while they, after they get there, Ashley takes Alicia, to, Alicia aside to clear the air about the relationship and, and Sally, how Sally and Manuel not getting along fits into everything. Alicia doesn't care if Sally and Manuel are not friends, but Ashley says that she thinks that some of what Sally said has been taken to heart. And her evidence for that is that Ashley finally got to talk to Manuel's kids on the phone this morning. So she 
that's like she's super happy about that. It's more or less this relationship is going where we need to go. Started from the bottom. Now we're here, which I was like started from the bottom and now we're marginally not on the bottom. Like just, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and now we're kind of parallel to the bottom. And now we're like one step up from the bottom. Oh, yeah. Look how far we came. There we go, Drake. Anyway, she then goes on to Alicia about how much it meant for her. Uh, uh, you know, it goes on for a real long time and it's like really, really bad lighting. Um, so then we get – and then we get some more strip club. Could you – I'm just like – because I was sitting there. I was watching this with my partner and I was like – both of us were like, if I was sitting next to you and each of us had an ass jiggling in our face, yeah. that would be the most awkward thing I can imagine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do I look at the ass? Do I look at her? Is she looking at the ass? Is she looking at me looking at the ass? Like, what do I do? What do I do with my eyes? I don't know how to deal with this. I think he was also confused, which is why he was like, almost like he was you know, getting stopped by the police. Hands up oh, in the air. Was like, hands up, don't Not shoot. touching anything. Yeah, like, See, yeah. look, hands are up here. Like, <laughs> it's fine. And then when the ass was, like, getting close to his face, it was almost like he was looking away, like, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it kind of, in a weird way, kind of made it seem like he was really trying to go out of his way to make it look like he wasn't enjoying it too much. Yes, um, sure. For the, par- for the sake of Ashley. But then Ashley didn't care. She was just like, yeah, put it in my face. My hands, you don't know where they are. <laughs> but it's it's just it, it's just an awkward like I I it's, I mean, it's part of the reason I did. We've talked about how I don't get strip clubs. I don't understand them. Mm. I don't understand the appeal of them. But like, definitely don't understand the appeal of them when it's like my partner's not a jealous person. But yeah. I imagine that someone else's ass in my face in front of her still isn't going to sit well, right? Right. Yeah. I I don't, I don't know. I've never been to. A strip club? I have, but it was a very unique and weird situation where it was like in Thailand and it was oh, because yeah. it was a ping pong the show ping pong situation. Shows are different situations. Thank you for yeah, sure. so it was like kind of from afar, but I can't imagine like being in a situation like that where you're more up close and it's like, what What are you supposed to do with your hands? You yeah. know, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, you're right. It's different if it's like we're at a, 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 a show and there's naked right. people on the stage yeah. and we're watching yeah. it. That's to different. me, that's totally that's different. different than like you're actively getting a lap dance and there's parts in your face yes I, I would have no idea how where am i supposed to be where are my hands supposed to be where am i supposed to look i don't know right right and yeah so it's um, it's it's like that in general it's even worse when you like your per, your person is right there and then i thought of like some of my some of my friends and i was like would i want to do that sitting next to them absolutely right. not but i want to do that sitting next to the person, absolutely not Be this is why so i don't weird. really think of porn as being a group viewing no. activity you know because no, it's kind of same ish yeah yeah. Like very personal. But porn like, porn with partners is something that people do. That that doesn't seem so yeah. unusual to me. But like, yeah, just like I'm going to have the bro – all the guys are going to sit around and just put porn on the big TV. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I just – I was happy that we got to see Manuel being happy. But then – I don't know. Maybe Manuel just shouldn't drink because his sadness kind of came out of nowhere, and that's oh, like, oh yeah, but that's that's a crying drunk, drunk, sad person. So yeah, there's crying drunks. Like they get to yeah. a certain level of drunk, and then something reminds them of something, and they right. just are like, mm, and they're over there crying now. Like there's 
there's crying. It's, it's it's a whole type. There's crying. There's happy drunks. You got your your fighting drunks, and you got your crying drunks. Yeah, and he has almost all of it. You know, he's yeah. got the spectrum of things. Yeah, I mean, he went from happy, and it, it, it yeah. was nice to see see him enjoying himself. But like, I also don't know what's up. That was the question we have with like Solly. Like, I don't know how to feel about Solly because it's like part of me wants to just be like when he's like, "Well, I have these reservations," and it's like. You're my friend. Get over yourself. Like, yeah, just get over yourself and, and and do it. So it, I don't know how I feel about him skipping out on the wedding. I don't know. I think there's got to be. I don't know. I I feel it's okay to protest, and I feel like that was his silent way of protesting. And I think even how he framed it, I kind of respect that. Like, I'm not trying to bring negative energy to your wedding. Yeah, I get it. I get it. if you're like, if I'm going to be there, it's everybody. It's going to be. I'm going to throw off the whole vibe of the wedding because I'm going to be yeah. a weird – Because I don't support yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So I support him not supporting that in that way. Sure. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, we did not see – I think we saw almost – oh, no. Uh, Gino and Jasmine. We did not see Gino and Jasmine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So other group you saw this week, who was your student of the week? Uh, you know, I'll go with hmm, – this is kind of a tough one. It, it's always tough. Uh, I'll go yeah. with um, I'll go with Citra. Um, I know it kind of took the air out of like the whole storyline or whatever. Yeah, but it's like it is kind of nice to finally see somebody who's just like you know what, uh, finally admit it because we know that people. It seems like everybody who says, "Oh, I mm-hmm. could never do this without my mom's approval," is like behind the scenes. We're like, yeah, you could, and you probably yeah. will if your mom doesn't approve, right? Yeah, but yeah. at least she like you know was honest with him about it. And was like, yeah, nope. Like, I would do it anyway. Yeah, I went with Ashley just because I felt like she didn't really do anything terrible. <laughs> she tried to be inclusive of Manuel and respectful of his feelings. She tried to clear the air with her friend. There really wasn't any drama that way. Yeah, so. it's, it's hard for me to pick Ashley. And, and you're right, she didn't do anything wrong this time yeah. specifically. But like, she's just... Me and her are just such different people that every time she's talking, I'm just like, shut up. Yes. Oh, I don't want to hear this. You're, what you said doesn't make any sense. And you're talking right. about vibes and like things. I just need to feed off the energy. of the thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah she's a lot. Stop being yeah. lame. Okay. Well, what about your dunce? Um, oh, man. I guess I, 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 I want to say Rob, but he wasn't even really in it like enough. <laughs> like that's how much I hate him that it came yeah. up. He's like – He's not in it. Um, but I, ah, I guess I'll say Nikki. I think it's weird. This is a hard one because nobody was particularly awful, right? Well, I mean, okay. So you're right. No one was particularly awful. But I actually gave it to Clayton because why is he trying to say that he's the boss, he makes the rules, and there are to be no strippers? Like it's even in her control. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's – yeah. And I feel like that's that a too. prelude like, to what we're going to see next we've, week, we've too. All, yeah, and we've also seen other bachelor parties where, like, it, it is kind of unreasonable, like, when your bros surprise you with a stripper to be like, right. no, I am not allowed to be with it. I am walking off the party bus in right. protest of this stripper that you have brought on here. Yeah. Is, is kind yeah. Of, that's kind of a, a, a little dream world that you're living in doing that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, okay, what about your life lesson, then? Oh, man, you should at least have two people at the wedding dress fitting that know what wedding dressers are supposed to be like. 
like I feel like both the wedding dress fittings were missing out on like a back and forth because one we just have one person. It was just like that's nice. That's not nice. And the other two we had the two sisters who did not seem like they could give any shits about this dress at all. Like, yeah. It was like oh, it's a dress you're wearing. Okay, fine. You sure you want to marry this loser? Like. <laughs> Yeah, I I think it's really interesting, like, because I was just talking to my partner about, you know, I was like, no one ever asked me, are you sure you want to get married? <laughs> and I was like, did anyone ask you that? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, I think that's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> but is it okay? But I don't even know that it's a good sign that you're like an actual great match. Not to say that your guys aren't an actual right. great match. But, like, also a sign that your friends aren't complete dicks. Like, <laughs> like, like you've already made the decision. Why, why, why am I arguing with the decision you've already made? Like, yeah. it's moving forward. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, my life lesson uh, goes to Clayton and why I made him dunce this week. Um, you can't always control what's going to happen, especially when it's, like, with your partner. Like, you can't. Like Angela and Michael, uh, you can't help it if there happens to be <laughs> there a, was a woman, woman on, the boat? <laughs> on a boat. <laughs> so instead, I think it's more fair to discuss, you know, expectations for behavior than it is for circumstantial situations. Sure. You can't sure. control if there's a stripper, but can you set boundaries of if they can touch the stripper or not? Sure. Yeah. Take the selfie with the stripper. That's the right, thing that exactly. got me too. Like. It was, and that's what she, she, you know, Brandy was like, I think she's low key enjoying this. I was like, she's pretty high key enjoying this. I know, like, exactly. I thought it was like, funny because it's like, Annalie's going to pretend like, oh, I didn't real. I was just kidding. You can already tell she's setting it up for that. It's like, no, yeah. you asked her. Brandy had this reaction like, uh, you want what? Oh, God, how am I going to pull this off? Yeah, I was serious. No, I was serious about the alpacas and just kidding about the stripper. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right. So uh, we will be back again with the same group uh, next week. We might get some weddings. Uh, yeah. So I was, I was actually curious. Do you think that the Nikki and Igor thing, is that going to be their wedding? Yeah, it has to be, right? Yeah. They I don't even it. have a visa yet. Yeah, I just – I keep getting the vibe that like that – they're going to pretend that was their wedding and then like yeah. – then the final episode will get a title card to be like, you know – Well, the tell-all. Yeah, the tell-all. Tell but I think we're going to yeah. get – in the final episode, they'll wrap it up. But I think it's going to be like a Poochie died on the way back to his home planet situation, right? Yeah, it's going to be yeah. like, by the way, they broke up. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> – Right. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, maybe we'll get a title card next week. They must be coming up with the tell-all soon because these people be. are going to be yeah, we're getting gonna have married a lot of off. Yeah, a lot of weddings here very, very shortly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so until then. All right, see everybody then. Okay. Okay, bye. bye. bye.